Hey, friends, and welcome to episode 30 of It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. I'm your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, and every time I hit one of these podcasting milestones, episode 10, episode 20, and now episode 30, I'm always so thankful for getting started and for all of you who tune in each week. Since I pressed publish back on December 2nd, I've met so many new friends and have been so inspired by all of you who reach out to ask questions and to tell me that you're actually taking action on what you're hearing in the episodes. It seriously means the world. Today's episode is a little bit different, but don't worry, it's not too far outside the box. In today's episode, I'm pulling back the curtain on myself. I'm answering one of my most frequently asked questions, why I became a coach and what my journey to time management coaching looked like. Plus, I'll turn the tables and treat myself a bit like one of my interview guests and share the exact tools I use to run my business and stay on top of family life. And because I know you're probably making the most of your time and listening in the car while you're running errands, socially distanced, of course, or doing stuff around the house, it might be a little inconvenient for you to stop what you're doing and take notes. Don't worry, I've got you covered. You can find all the details from this episode in the show notes, plus links to all the resources and tools that I'll mention. Today's show notes can be found over at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 30, just a three and a zero. If you've been enjoying the podcast and you're ready to take your time management to the next level, I currently have a limited number of spots available to coach with me one-on-one. So right now, I'm thrilled to be working side-by-side with go-getters representing a number of different industries, from nonprofit fundraising to engineering, corporate event planning, governmental relations, and more. They're leading teams, they're building brand new businesses, they're growing side gigs and nurturing their families, all while getting to the heart of the matter and spending their time on what matters most. Regardless of industry or job title, there's just one qualification to working with me, one thing I require, and it's that you're ready to take action. No more wishing or hoping for change. No more making plans that collect dust in a planner you stopped using two months ago. No more, one day I will or someday I might. You're ready to take confident steps toward mastering time management and living a life with purpose, intention, and joy. And here's my promise to you. If you sign up, show up, and take action, you will create a life for yourself that until now, you've only dreamed of. If that's you, if you're done with the hamster wheel, done with wearing busy as a badge of honor, and you're ready to make calm mornings, productive work days, and intentional rest-filled weekends a reality, hop out of the podcast and over to AnnaDCornick.com forward slash apply and get a 60-minute spot on my calendar. When we connect over the phone, you'll get a taste of what it's like to work with me. We'll define what life looks like for you now, what's not working, what's stressing you out, and what's standing in your way. Then we'll paint a picture of what your future could look like and the steps to getting there. From there, we can both decide if it feels right to work together. So here's what I want you to do next. Go to AnnaDCornick.com forward slash apply and schedule your call. 
It's that easy. One thing to add, on Thursday, May 28th, I'm closing the doors to new one-on-one clients for the rest of the year. So if you're serious about taking action and stepping boldly in the direction of the life you dream of, make sure you schedule your call ASAP because I don't want you to miss out. And with that, it's about time we get started. So let's get this show on the road. You're listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Around here, we believe that busy is not a badge of honor. Your host, Anna Dearman Cornick, is here to share tips and strategies to help you make the most of your time. Listen in on real conversations and success stories to find out how other go-getters are getting things done. If you're ready to step away from the overwhelm and spend your time on what matters most, then you're in the right place. Here's your host, time management coach, Anna Dearman Cornick. All right, let's do this. So as you all know, my name is Anna and I'm a time management coach, but I haven't always been a time management coach and podcast host. In fact, I spent about a decade in the high-stakes, 24-7 world of crisis communication and government affairs before becoming a coach, and my first real job was on a political campaign. Since I get questions from time to time about how I got into this, that's what I'm telling you about in today's episode, how I took myself from 24-7 crazy to the coaching life and all of the interesting twists and turns along the way. But first let's talk tools. Right now, my husband Scott, little girl Camilla, pup Penelope, and I live in a southern small town called Mandeville, about 45 minutes above New Orleans, across the lake on the North Shore, if you know the geography. Millie is a full-blown toddler, and Scott has a really erratic work schedule. I work from home in my blue and white home office, where Penelope can typically be found in her pineapple hut, which is actually a cat bed, but don't tell her that. And we haven't had childcare since mid-March, although I did spend almost the entire month of April in my hometown of Winfield, Louisiana, living with my parents while Scott was away on a very extended COVID-19-related work assignment. When Millie and I left for Winfield, I packed what felt like our whole house, and that included bringing a ton of stuff from my office, even my printer and my second monitor. My paper planner was definitely in that box. I use a dapper desk planner from Simplified by Emily Lay. In addition to writing out my short daily to-do list in my dapper desk, I'm also really into Brendan Burchard's high-performance planner right now, mainly because of the daily writing prompts, with questions like, one thing I can get excited about today is, and, someone who needs me on my A-game today. (laughs) His high-performance planner is great for days when I really need to find my focus before tackling big projects. In the digital world, I can't live without Trello. Seriously, Trello is my first stop after I rev up my laptop each morning. And if you're not familiar, Trello is a digital collaboration tool, aka a project management platform. A lot of teams use it to coordinate work, but I use it as a solo business owner who wears all the hats. And it helps me keep track of basically everything in my life. 
I have a board called Start Here, where my current one to three projects live, so I can stay focused on just those projects without getting distracted. Plus, there's a list for each day of the week. I don't keep just one single to-do list from day to day. I keep multiple project lists, and then I move specific to-dos to specific days of the week, depending on how much time I have available on that day. I have a board called Company Guidebook, which is where all of the details of my business live, from links to affiliate programs, to screenshots of testimonials, to my business tax ID number, and links to my client tracking document and my business expenses. My Company Guidebook board is like having a personal assistant, a CFO, and a COO in digital form. I have a board specifically for the podcast where ideas for solo shows and interviews live, plus my workflows for every single podcast episode. I've got a solo show workflow and an interview workflow. And if it weren't for Trello, I'd be reinventing the wheel every single week. It seriously saves me so much time. So I could really go on and on about Trello, but I'll start wrapping up this Trello love fest. (laughs) In addition to the boards I mentioned, I have one called Home Base that houses all of our family details, and it's really come in handy because Scott can pull it up on his phone if he needs to while he's out on work projects. I have a client dashboard. I have a board called Scratchpad that houses tons of ideas. I have an editorial calendar, a launch planner, a board for meals and menus. I just love it. And I should mention, All of my one-on-one time management clients get access to my entire Trello board template library full of boards just like the ones I've created for myself to customize with their own info. Like I said, I'm not into reinventing the wheel and my clients shouldn't have to either. In addition to Trello, my business is Google Suite all the way. Gmail, Google Calendar, Google Drive, Google Domains, just you name it. Google, we've got it. Scott and I both use Google Calendar, so we send appointments to each other with work schedules, babysitter info, and anything we need to know about as a family. My website is Squarespace. I use Planoly to schedule Instagram and Buffer to schedule LinkedIn posts. And scheduling posts in batches, typically once a week, sometimes once a month, is such a time saver. My favorite graphic design tool that I use to make workbooks and social media graphics is Canva, and I'm a big fan of the templates that Sierra Holzenthal of Sierra Design created for me. I'll be sure to include links to all this stuff, including Sierra's templates in the show notes. Other tools and things that make our life easier or help us save time in other areas of life, we're big fans of Shipped for grocery delivery. I have razors and shaving cream delivered once a month from Billy. My clean beauty go-to is Beauty Counter, and Camilla loves her Play Kit subscription from Love Every. We don't have everything in our lives on some kind of automated subscription service, but we do try to find ways to make our lives easier where we can. After so many years of just doing things the hard way, and I know we all have our own version of what the hard way looks like, but... We definitely try to find ways to bring the work smarter, not harder concept to our home life. But figuring out what would work best for us, from tools in my business to routines for our family, takes time, experimentation, and trial and error. Just like my journey to become a coach definitely was not a straight line from point A to point B. 
Okay, y'all, so I know we could all probably use a little more time in our day, right? You're no stranger to busy schedules and intentionally filling them up to the brim because you just have so much to get done. But sometimes it feels like you don't really ever have the time to just slow down and enjoy the simple things. Simple things like when my toddlers are giggling and playing nicely together in the backyard, or when a Sunday afternoon nap sounds too good to pass up. We all want more time to enjoy these kinds of things, right? Well, if you love personality quizzes like I do, then you're in for a treat. In my new quiz, which you can take for free at annadcornick.com forward slash quiz, I'm helping you uncover what it will take to get you from chaos to calm, to finally feel like you have space in your days. I know it can feel downright frustrating to keep using the same old time management strategies that just don't seem to work for you. You've got the planners, the calendars, apps, you're doing all the things, but you still feel like you have no time. And that's because you need time management strategies that work for your personality and your life. In my 10 plus years working in crisis communications and chaos management, and all the time I've spent with my clients, I've learned that everyone has their own needs. And knowing what those needs are can really help you discover the best approach to planning your days. Knowing yourself can help you ease up busy schedules, and find more calm and clarity in your week. Do you wanna know how to get there? To have more breathing room in your days? Let's figure out your time management personality type so you can uncover exactly what you need to do to feel more productive, less stressed, and more balanced. You can take the quiz at annadcornick.com forward slash quiz, and I'll make sure to link to the quiz in our show notes. All right, on with the show. In fact, the first time someone mentioned that I should consider becoming a life coach, I thought they were crazy. I didn't feel like I had my life together at all, and I thought life coaches just did yoga or meditated or something. I wasn't really sure what they did, but I definitely didn't think it was for me. I might not have had my life together, but please, I was a serious professional after all. (laughs) And I really clung to that whole idea that a life coach couldn't also be a serious professional. The whole thing just felt really fluffy to me. And I say that with no offense whatsoever meant to any life coaches who are listening. I just didn't know any better. I have, however, had an interest in leadership and productivity for quite some time. I think I went to my first leadership conference as a 12-year-old. It was called Made for Excellence, and it was through the National FFA Organization, aka the Future Farmers of America. Yes, I was a member of the FFA, and yes, I showed a pig at the state fair, and yes, I'll save that story for another day. But Made for Excellence was the first time I'd ever taken a personality assessment outside of a quiz in Cosmo Girl or Teen Beat. And it was the first time I really thought that I could be a leader of some sort. So anyway, a few years ago, after I'd walked away from my decade-long career in crisis communication and governmental affairs, I was trying to figure out what to do next. I knew there had to be some way to take my background in communications and my love for leadership and turn that into something. I just didn't know what. 
at the time, I was trying to do communications. I was consulting for marketing firms. I was doing social media for political candidates. And I was doing calligraphy. I was applying for jobs, too, just in case. It was a really weird mix. And one day, very randomly, I found an email in my spam folder of all places about an upcoming Myers-Briggs certification program coming to New Orleans. And yes, it was a real email that had just landed in my spam folder. I'd learned about the MBTI, the Myers-Briggs type indicator, in college, taking a leadership development course, and I thought, hey, it would be fun to get certified to give the Myers-Briggs. I didn't really know what I'd do with it, but it seemed like a, hey, what else am I doing? Why not moment? Side note, the Myers-Briggs is a personality assessment, similar to the 16 personalities test you've probably seen on the internet. The results are four letters, E or I, N or S, T or F, P or J, and they represent your preferences in different areas of life, like where you get your energy, how you make decisions, and how you see the world. If you're curious, I'm an E-N-T-J. So I signed up, I got certified, and I remember when someone asked me what I planned to do with my certification, I said, I just really want to help women figure out time management. I don't know how or what it would look like, but that's what I want to do. But I didn't think of myself as a future coach. In fact, on the last day of the certification training, we were asked to break into groups based on how we plan to use the MBTI. There was a group of coaches, a group of HR professionals, and then a third group who either wasn't sure or didn't fit into coaching or HR. So I sat with the third group of randoms, and definitely not the coaches. But I started to feel kind of curious about this whole coaching thing. The coaches I met at the training didn't seem like hippy-dippy weirdos. They seemed pretty normal, and yeah, even like serious professionals. So because, I don't know, because I'm me... I created a Facebook group so all of us classmates could stay in touch. Then... A few weeks after the training wrapped, one of my classmates, a coach named Elizabeth, posted in that Facebook group offering free coaching sessions in order to get some additional hours before sitting for a coaching exam. I wonder what I'd be doing right now had I not created that Facebook group so we could stay in touch. I gladly took Elizabeth up on her offer and used our call as an opportunity to talk through my interest and my curiosity in coaching and understand a bit more about it. During our session, Elizabeth helped me realize that my trepidation about coaching was mainly because I was afraid of what people would think about me and that I had spent so much of my career in big jobs with fancy titles doing, quote, very important things, unquote, that I was afraid that my family and friends would think less of me for becoming a coach. On that very call, I made peace with what I wanted to pursue versus what other people would think about me and felt a very big internal shift take place. Seriously, in one call, I experienced the power of coaching 
and walked away with an entirely new perspective on what exactly coaching is and how it has the power to change your perspective in huge ways. It wasn't hippy-dippy, at least it didn't have to be, and it wasn't just for high-powered executives in high-rise buildings. I can absolutely credit that single free coaching session with Elizabeth as being a major turning point in my life. After that call, I started to gradually let go of my concern about what other people would think of me as I pursued what was right for me. And I began to realize just how much control I had over my own life, as opposed to just letting life happen to me. Less than a month after my coaching call with Elizabeth, I started coaching school and loved every minute of it. Our sessions were all virtual. My classmates were from all over the world. And we'd cover a specific topic or aspect of coaching and then engage in practice coaching sessions. And my very first practice coaching session, where the entire class listened in, I helped one of my classmates from Chicago come to a decision about how to find care for her elderly parents living in India. I knew nothing about elder care or India, but by asking powerful questions, I helped her find the clarity she needed to make a decision. It was amazing. And I don't mean I was amazing. I mean the power of coaching through active listening and purposeful questions. That was amazing. Now, the road from finishing coach training to now wasn't sunshine and roses and easy living. After finishing coach training in spring of 2018, I was offered an opportunity to run a statewide political campaign. And I took it. No regrets. Then, I was offered an amazing job that I would have killed for had it come my way just six months earlier when I had had a different mindset. I turned it down. No regrets. Then, I found out I was pregnant with Camilla the exact same day I launched my leadership development blog, which was meant to kickstart my coaching career. Definitely no regrets there. I continued doing marketing work for clients, overseeing the production of promo videos, doing PR and social media consulting. And I didn't come to the decision to call myself a time management coach until more than a year after finishing my last coach training class. And spoiler alert, that realization and major turning point happened while working with a coach in our very first session together. About four months after Camilla was born and I was ready to ease back into working again, I knew I'd need help to get things going, especially since it felt like I was starting from scratch. Not to mention feeling like a brand new version of myself as a brand new mom with everything to figure out in that world. So I reached out to a local coach I followed on Instagram and we started working together. Now, could I have come to the conclusion on my own that I should focus on time management? Probably, especially when I look back on that Myers-Briggs training when I told someone that I just wanted to help women with time management. But here's where I'll admit that I was actually afraid to call myself a time management coach. 
I was afraid that no one would want help with time management and that it was too narrow of a focus. And I might have stewed over that and gone back and forth and made pros and cons lists for a whole lot longer had I not been called out on my fears. But that's part of working with a coach. You get faster results because you're working with an unbiased sounding board who gives you intense accountability. They shine a light on things you can't see, your blind spots, and they help you think through and work through why you feel a certain way about certain things. A lot of times it's fear-based or based on some false belief you have about yourself or something you're facing. And then you work together to create action steps and make them happen. And then you make progress. And then you make more progress. Now, more than a year later, I've been so honored to walk beside so many of my own time management coaching clients in different cities with different job titles representing different industries who've trusted me to help them create a life that's always felt out of reach. I don't have any regrets about the time I spent in crisis communications and government affairs. I don't have regrets about the job hopping or the job quitting or the time I spent trying different things to figure out what would work. And I don't even really have regrets about the mistakes. I know that all of those experiences happened for a reason. Even if that reason is to tell my story to a client who is struggling with what to do next in their career or trying desperately to create order out of chaos at home. I love that phrase, your test is your testimony. And I remember thinking, the day I walked out of my full-time job at that cool place with the cool title for the very last time, exhilarated but totally terrified about what was going to happen next. I remember thinking in that moment, soak all of this up. Remember this feeling. Remember walking out of the door. Because one day, you're going to tell this story. I don't know when. I don't know who will be listening. But I have to believe that it will make a difference for someone. So that's my story about becoming a time management coach. It was in some ways very unexpected, and I certainly did not get it right the first time. Like most good things, it's taken time, lots of intentionality, and help from other coaches to clarify my vision create actionable next steps, and stay accountable to the progress that I've committed to. I know that throughout the rest of my career, I'll continue to refine my processes and my approach. But one thing I know for sure, after all I've experienced, there is no such thing as perfect conditions. And if you wait until you feel absolutely ready to do something you will be waiting forever. Sometimes you just have to take the first step and then the next. Figure it out and see what happens. The space between point A and point B 
might not be a simple straight line, but it is so much better than standing still and staying stuck. So there you have it. My business and family must-haves for staying organized and making the most of our time followed up with my journey to time management coaching. As always, the details from today's episode, including links to all of those tools and things that I mentioned, can be found in the show notes at abouttimepodcast.com forward slash 30. And if you're ready to take your first step, to take action in the direction of getting your life back or taking control of your business, making a big move in your career, even if you don't know what that looks like yet, I invite you to click out of the podcast and over to AnnaDCornick.com forward slash apply and get a spot on my calendar. I've experienced the power of coaching firsthand and the shifts that it's created in my life have been exponential. And you can have that too. Just go to AnnaDCornick.com forward slash apply and schedule your complimentary consultation call. If you're ready to make big moves and you're serious about taking action, I don't want you to miss out before I close the doors to new one-on-one coaching clients on Thursday, May 28th. All right, that's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks for listening to It's About Time, a podcast about work, life, and balance. Head over to www.abouttimepodcast.com to join the conversation. Check out the show notes and dive into bonus content so you can start living your best life today. Love this episode? Be sure to share it with a friend, subscribe, and leave a review. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you in the next episode.